art-loving homeschoolers unite. If you've been looking for a place where you can find fun ideas for your homeschool art and introduce your kids to the amazing world of art history, you found it. Grab your coffee and join me, Lotus Stewart, a homeschooling mom of two creative teenagers and the founder of Art History Kids. This is the Homeschool Art Revolution podcast, where each week we'll explore simple yet powerful ideas that will help you to nurture your child's creativity and self-expression. I'm so delighted you're here. Let's dive into this week's chat. What makes art history so special? Why not just stick to traditional art? Well, you definitely could. Art education is so valuable. The world benefits when all kids have access to art, any kind of art. But when we enhance their creative experience by adding this layer of art history, it becomes incredibly intentional and meaningful in new and exciting ways. Art history anchors these abstract and isolated ideas and pairs them up with examples, making it more meaningful and memorable. Kids can be inspired by the way artists throughout history have changed the direction of art. They can remember an art technique or an element of art as it relates to a real life work that they've looked at. So they can think back about the way that Miro uses line in his art and then use that as inspiration for their own art. Or they can remember Van Gogh's impasto technique and that amazing thick application of paint and what it added, the texture, the depth, the dimension, and the amazing impact that it brought to his paintings. Or they might reflect on Mary Cassatt and the other Impressionists and how they captured a fleeting moment in their art. There are so many of these little minute details that end up being these anchors for our kids as they're exploring art history and then relating it back to the art that they're creating. And this is what makes art history so special. Art is a right-brained activity, history is a left-brained activity, and so Art history is this amazing, beautiful bridge that connects the two. It's so exciting when you see the opportunities for our kids to develop their creative intelligence in this holistic way through the subject of art history. There aren't very many subjects like this. But it does take a special approach or it really doesn't have the full impact. The potential is amazing if you approach it the right way. Showing our kids a painting and then telling them about it is so 1986. That's probably how you were taught. I know that's how I was taught. And if you follow the philosophy of beginning with the end in mind, this approach just produces kids who are good at memorizing and reciting information. Same thing goes for making art. When you invite your kids to create art and then lead them through a step-by-step tutorial, there's no room for any real original thinking or artistic creativity. This approach simply breeds conformity. 
We probably all remember having our art teacher in school post everyone's identical projects out in the hallway. And then on parent night, you had to kind of double check the back of your paper to make sure that the one you're showing your mom was actually the one you made because they all looked exactly the same. That's not how we do things here. Over the past nine years, I've developed a special framework that we follow in all of our art explorations at Art History Kids. And it takes art class from a subject where you're just checking off a box to say you did it and completely transforming it to something deep and impactful, the kind of learning that you and your kids will remember years from now. And this framework maximizes the potential for your kids to be creative thinkers and expressive art makers. So our framework is really simple on the surface, but it's the subtle nuances that make it so powerful. So what is our framework? Well, we have five pillars and the order is very important. So the pillars are observe, discuss, discover, create, and connect. Each one is so important and the order that we go through them is just as important as well. So we start with observing. And in this observational phase, we're not directing our kids to look at anything in particular. Because have you ever noticed that if someone mentions a green pickup truck, maybe you don't think you've seen a green pickup truck for months, but all of a sudden, every time you're out driving, you notice them everywhere. You can't stop seeing green pickup trucks. Well, we don't want to introduce this cognitive bias that affects how our kids will interpret the art or what they will see in the art. We just want to show them the art and invite them to observe it. Then the discussion. This is the next pillar. And in this phase, it's our kids who are doing the talking. The conversation is open-ended And going down seamlessly irrelevant rabbit trails is encouraged. These wanderings usually lead to the most amazing conversations. After that, it's time for discovery. This is when we learn a little bit about the artist and the art. Not everything, that would take years. And this is a big mistake that I see in a lot of art activities and art resources. They're just overwhelming. There's so many facts and figures to remember. And a lot of it doesn't even relate to what we just looked at in the art. So my philosophy is leave your kids wanting more. And side note, this is also my philosophy when you take your kids to an art museum leave before you think they're finished because that will guarantee that they'll want to go back the next time. Not that you're, they're dragging you out of there because they've been bored for 45 minutes. So leave them wanting more. You can always circle back to these artists and their works of art at different ages as your kids get older. And this is actually so valuable because as your kids do get older and as they get more experience in the world of art history, they'll see a painting or they'll experience an artist in a totally new light. And then creating art. Now, this is open-ended art exclusively. There are no tutorials, there are no demonstrations, no kits, no instructions. There are prompts and there are ideas to consider just to get you started, just as a jumping off point. But the power of open-ended art is so profound. I can't even express 
how important this is for our kids to really tap into their creativity, to develop their own voice in their art. I remember when I first started the studio membership, there was a project that we did and it was an open-ended project as they always are. And there were two siblings who did the project. One of them used chalk pastels and the other made a Lego sculpture. And I loved it because it's like each artist gets to take the idea, the prompt, the starting point for the project, and then go in their own vastly different direction. This is the kind of artwork that if we put up every student's art at the end of the at the end of the month or the end of the, the exploration, everyone's work would look completely different. No one would have to check the back of their picture to see which one was theirs because they they created it. It came from their imagination. It's original. So it has so much more meaning to them. And the process that they went through to create that art, it developed them as an artist. They learned things along the way that they wouldn't have with a tutorial or a demonstration. It really honors the individuality of the child. And it opens up this whole world because there's no right or wrong. Anything is possible. So they can try things. They can see if they work. If they don't work, then that's wonderful as well because they get to try something new and develop that growth mindset. And then finally, the fifth pillar is connecting the art to other subjects. And this is where the true magic of art history comes in. We can connect art to everything. We can connect it to historical events, geography, music, math, science, depending on the work of art, it connects to at least four or five or more different subjects. And this is such an amazing opportunity when a picture study becomes a full unit study. And this holistic approach of connecting the art to other subjects takes learning from being these kind of isolated islands of knowledge and makes them really relevant and memorable. We can remember details about not just the art, but the other subjects that we learned about because of these connections. Art history allows kids who like to think and observe and discuss and discover to do just that. They can look at the art, they can chat about it, they can contemplate it, they can ponder it, they can have their philosophies about it. And that is perfect for some kids. Other kids want to get their hands into the art supplies and they want to make things. And art history is perfect for these kids too, because they're starting with this solid foundation of understanding the elements of art and the various art techniques and the importance of all of the art movements by seeing examples of them in famous works of art. They can use them as inspiration and a jumping off point for their own original art. And when you combine the two of these, that left brain and right brain connection in that bridge, it is just spectacular what happens from there. So now our art lessons are infused with all kinds of fun because we're adding this layer of art history and we're exploring things based on what we're seeing in famous works of art that are so fascinating when we start to discover the context around them and why they were made and how they were made and what inspired the artist to make them and what the artist thought about art in general. These things are just endlessly fascinating. 
So Salvador Dali said, a true artist is not one who is inspired, but one who inspires others. And that's what this is all about. This is about us taking this opportunity to inspire our kids through learning about these amazing works of art, these fantastic artists who have so much to share, letting them be the teachers. And approaching art this way really is revolutionary, but you're not doing it alone. Art History Kids has become so much more than just an idea. It's become a movement. We're a collective and we're all here for each other. And I'm so excited to continue bringing you resources and ideas to make art history simple for you and fun for your kids. So be sure to check out the website, arthistorykids.com, to find your next art adventure, whether it's a free resource on the blog or one of the new artist guides or the studio membership for ongoing artist explorations. There are lots of options for having quality creative time with your kids. Thank you so much for joining me for today's episode of the Homeschool Art Revolution. And until next time, stay inspired.